Blanky, 104.5 The Zone. Happy Friday. We're halfway through this rascal. Actually, it's like 2.04. We're more than halfway through the show. I mean, 3HL oh. is going to get you the rest of the way home today before whatever, I guess, is out there might refreeze. But no, the, no refreeze. There's nothing. My street was kind of dry when I left today. Oh, my, my street was dry, too. Yeah, I was dry. Okay. I, I felt fine. Lucas, you having problems getting here? Uh, No, I had to... My car was basically entirely frozen. You know, when you like try to open the door handle oh, and it's yeah. like frozen shut. Yeah, I had that. So too. I went through that, but other, otherwise, I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah. I went to uh, I went to the chiropractor to the store, and then my yeah, that little ice got on my car. I was like, whoa! Can I open my door? I was a little, little perturbed. I got nervous. Like, See, and your car doesn't heat up; it's electric. Oh yeah, it does. Oh I well, you, I got my own remote now. What are you talking about? Oh, you just press it and let it get started and oh, heat up yeah. from the inside out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what I had to do. And I went back <laughs> into the. I was at the chiropractor at that time, so I was like, "Oh man, right, let me go in here and go get something to drink. Get coffee and coconuts in my favorite spot out there, Berry Farms, and uh, get me a watch a CBD latte. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. In this Asahi bowl I just finished eating. Oh yeah, Mister Healthmonger over here. Meanwhile, I. May or may not have. I'm going to follow up with a sneaker, though. Well, I <laughs> may have had something out of a hostess box earlier today. Uh, so here's what's going on. If you if you just landed on Earth and you're an alien or maybe you like actually worked or something's going on and you just couldn't get to the radio or any type of social media. You wanted what's the there's an ACDC song. If you want blood, you got it. Well, oh. I don't know about blood. Nobody got necessarily cut loose on offense, but they did add somebody. Uh, Tim Kelly, who was the. Texans OC uh, and worked for the Texans in some capacity or another since 2014. If you remember, like, I know that name. Well, he's Dennis Kelly's brother, The Undertaker, but he's been with the Texans again. He was there when Vrabel was there. Vrabel tried to interview him last year for the OC job when Arthur left and got blocked. He got biggity blizzocked. So now no one can block because he's been fired by the Texans. So he will be added in an unnamed capacity. Unnamed capacity. So here's the question we threw out. And Blaine actually said, hey, man, I mean, if you're not firing any of these, this was yesterday. If you're not firing any of these people, then go find your Jim Schwartz for the offense. Passing game coordinator, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. And then add that guy. Well, you know, they were. Well, we also, well, I also knew that Kelly was actually a guy that was out there, too. Yes. That they were, they were friends and they had a relationship. Didn't know if he was going to actually pull the trigger. A lot of things, moving parts, you know, variables that, you know, the. Pro Bowl and practicing and everything else, the staff. So uh, that just shows you things can get done even when that's going on and you're not even located here. So I think it's a positive because whenever you get an extra set of eyeballs and that's what their job is, as we saw with Swartz, now you got better players on defense. So a lot of things look different. I mean, uh, especially up front. So uh, hopefully the same can happen here, even if you don't have a lot of changes, but just a couple guys change here or there. Maybe one guy, maybe Saffold. You never know with Lawan and what they're thinking there. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, it's great. I, you know, I, I like the move. Not sure everybody think you know speaks highly uh, of Kelly too. By the way, that that cover the Texans. You know, good offensive mind. His role will change. He'll be an assistant to the OC, which will be cool. And then you know, there's no way you can get a guy of that caliber to could be an assistant like that, just like Schwartz. So I think this is a positive as far as uh, creativity on the offense. And when they played the Titans, you know, we'll get a little insight on what he thought when he played the Titans because they actually did pretty well against the Titans both times mm-hmm. in the one that they won here in the rain, right? 
and then the one there uh, with the Tannehill spectacular play, or we would have lost that. And he did guys. it with two different quarterbacks running two. One was with Terod Taylor, and the other one was with the rookie, Davis right. Mills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. And then what What all was surrounding that whole season with Cully and everything else uh, with the Watson situation, a tough environment to have a lot of success. So uh, and they did fairly decent, especially against the Titans. Yeah. Um, this is one of those things, and you've talked a lot about this. And for people who listen to the show, and if if you're new to the show, Blaine played ten years in the league, so certainly knows the inner workings of of how this stuff works. For people who think, oh, well, you know, if I'm the running backs coach and I don't like something, I just run down the hall and and I start telling everybody this isn't. No, 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 that 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 no. So you you want to have chemistry amongst your staff, and you want everybody to speak freely. But there are certain things if you're just like. You know, set on that that's not going to be working in the head coach or the coordinators say otherwise, then, you know, next thing you know, you start saying, well, I'm not going to speak out. And then, you know, some of the guys are, are just not going to do it anyway. They're right. just not. Uh, I look at it as I want to win. And if I'm 100% sure, uh, then I, I have to speak my mind. And uh, it doesn't matter. It's your decision, but I have to say what I think is right. And if I can't speak freely, then there's no reason to be coaching. And some coaches don't like that. It's like, hey, man, do what you're told. No right. different than a player. Right. Yeah. <laughs> do your job. I'll yeah. do mine. Yeah. Yeah. So when a head coach comes in and tells the D.C. or the O.C., run this play, then you run that play. Mm-hmm. That's why I say sometimes the plays look like there's two different people calling plays. Mm-hmm. Well, there's going to be some new input, apparently, on who's calling the offensive plays. We don't know what capacity yet. But uh, we throw this question out there. We actually need to – it's out there – in question form on the Blaine and Mickey Twitter, but maybe we could even do it as a yes or no type question. But does this does this make you feel better? Like, is this the thing you go, oh, it's fixed. I feel better about Tannehill. I feel better about <laughs> Todd Downing. I feel better about the Titans. I'll sleep like a baby tonight. Are you there? Uh, 615-737-1045, Mark Spain. Well, I'm definitely not going to say Real that estate. I'm there where you just Hotline. said there. But I don't know about that one. Let's, uh, let's start with Steve in Franklin, who will be up first in the second hour of the program. Steve, what you what you thinking about all this? Hey, guys. Love the show. I called in yesterday about uh, about the no guarantees. But uh, last mm-hmm. week, I, I'm, I'm applying for the Titan psychic job for you guys. Yeah. Last week, I called in and said, uh, Vrabel has already told you what he's going to do. He he likes Shane, or he likes Todd, mm-hmm. uh, so he's going to keep him, and he's going to hire a Jim Schwartz kind of guy. And you guys were like, oh, but who would that be? And then, of course, later on, you started talking about Tim. So I'm going to yeah, double down exactly. on my predictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, my predictions now are that uh, we're going to see the offense do exactly what the defense did last year. They're going to start out slow. Um, it's going to look about the same as it did the year before, and then. Uh, they're going to settle in, and Tim's going to start calling some plays, and uh, and and we're going to see a great offense. Oh, he's going to be calling plays. Oh, you're, you're, you're calling going that your, deep with the prediction. Well, I, I, huh? Guess what? He just started. Call your shot. He just <laughs> called his shot. <laughs> Today right. is call your That's shot. Right. Oh man, I'm calling my shot. Now here's the thing I'm worried about though. Uh-huh. I I saw and I missed it. I I haven't followed up on it, but I saw recently somebody was interviewing Jim Schwartz, and I'm worried Coach. that we're going to. The balance is going to go back the other way. That uh, that Jim's going to leave and and uh, Shane's going to have a tough time uh, bring, keeping that offense the way that it was this. I mean, the defense the way it was this year. That's my worry. Well, and just... I, I'll leave with uh, I'll leave with one nice stat. Uh, that is 
when Ryan Tannehill has done a quarterback sneak on third down or fourth down, he has never failed to get the first down. Never, not one time. There oh. you go. Well, he, did in the, he didn't make it in the playoffs, did he? That was a third down. He said third or fourth down. Wasn't that third down? When he got tackled? When he kept the ball? It was kind of a read option, though, right? Like he kind of faked it, the it doesn't matter. And... He said it's third down. He, he didn't say it was just a sneak. He said third or fourth down. Maybe he needed to be okay. more specific. Did he say, did he like say just it. a sneak? Maybe he said. I he thought said, I heard him just reference QB sneak. QB sneak, he said. Oh, did he? Okay. So, like, direct so snap, right and he there. just rams it into the line. Tanning. Well, everybody was asking why didn't they run quarterback. I'm three. still asking that. Yeah. Or just run the dang ball. Like, just keep running it on the other uh, on the uh, the one where Hilton picked it off, or you'd run four plays for 65 yards. Man, I mean, you had them on their heels. He they were sweating. That, man. Yep, I just started sweating when you said Easy that. to second that, guess, that, though. That, I know. Hilton, Easy you know. to second guess. That was a heck of a play by Hilton, man, jumping up there and making that play. Who later said, I knew that's what he was going to do. He said that on the sideline. He actually said it before. Right, he said yeah. it on the sideline. He called it. That, that, that's what I'm talking about, creativity, predictability. He called it on the sideline. They got it mic'd up. I know. I'd be dang if they just like, I mean, we're going to get them to throw this because every time we do this, they do that. Oh, yep. my. You're you're leading yourself right into what exactly what the defense wants you to do. Well, they did it in the defense. They well, well, how about that. this? The first time, okay, this is what the game is about, and this is why Bill Belichick is one of the best, if not the best, but at the best of making adjustments in game. Oh, this is what they're doing? Well, guess what? We're going to hit them on the backside this time. They think they're going to force us to throw a sharp route on that side when they blitz the nickel guy? Yep. Guess what? We're going to throw on the other side. We're not going to play their game. Well, that would actually be – maybe See, we can get that's into the, the counter. Maybe See? we can get into this next because this is something you and Kevin Dyson talked about several games into the season where we were doing a post-game show, and, and, and we got to take this break. But both of you said – a lot of times with offensive coaches, you will see them do something that sets up something for later. Right. Mm-hmm. They're layering, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're setting something up, which mm-hmm. goes to Mike Hilton thinks we're about to drop it out here. Chester Rogers, no. going to do. Yeah. And, and where was that? That was a question that came up. So we'll get into that and more. You want to join the discussion, 615-737-1045. Call your shot. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Happy Friday to you, Titans. Uh, we'll be hiring Tim Kelly, former Texans OC. Mm, the uh, Undertaker's and, brother. And the Undertaker's brother. So we're so, going to bring the Undertaker back. Is he a free agent? A lot of people in the zone chat are like, You know oh, I love me some Undertaker. Come on back with the Undertaker is what people are saying on here, talking about Dennis Kelly, uh, the mm-hmm. offensive tackle. Um, also, this happened a couple of days ago. We didn't even mention it. Aaron Wilson, uh, uh, who said... Longtime newspaper guy, radio guy. Yes. Titans are hiring ex-Texans assistant Bobby King. He is being hired to replace Jim Hazlitt uh, as inside linebackers coach. He has coached linebackers in the past with the Texans, working under Vrabel, mm-hmm. who he is close with. Uh, he shifted to defensive line last season. Mm, but this this came out, what, last week or so? Uh, two days two ago. Two days ago, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we didn't, we didn't have. I mean, that. sure, this is a position coach, and today it's it's a guy who's going to be so, on the staff. So we get two Texan staff guys. So the the, the cornerback. I guess coaches. he just he kept his like his Texans phone like phone Rolodex, you know. Mm-hmm. And wasn't Anthony Midget a yeah, Texan? Yeah, he staff? Was. that's why I said cornerbacks coach. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Midget, you're right. There you go. Yeah, well, so that's where he coached for two years, right? 
Or was so it two or three? I don't know. I thought it was maybe two, and then a year as DC. Okay, maybe you're right. So I, I think that if you remember when the Texans were on Hard Knocks, and this is when I was watching every episode of Hard. Vrabel was in it. I mean, he was you know Vrabel showed up in it, uh, coaching JJ Watt and you know coaching up Clowney and those I, I, all guys. I remember is JJ Watt and Clowney. I remember Vrabel in it just a little bit, a couple when they were doing drills, but he was talking about somebody not hustling. That yeah, yeah. that's what I, was, I remember about that. This that's that, all I can recall. That was a year that basically broke me because it was basically a JJ Watt infomercial. That's why I can't like him getting the mattress and him took he took naps and he caught the ball off the jug machine one handed and after practice. Okay, man. He took naps. Yeah, he had like a special That's area. the whole thing was his nap. Yeah. You don't remember? No, no, I don't think I watched that one, but nothing sounds like something. <laughs> I just could not want to watch anything less. Wait, wait, did he have like a tent or something? He had a spot like in the back of an equipment room where they blacked it out yeah. and drug a mattress back there for mm-hmm. his big butt to nap on. So he napped. That's a big plot point. Did Steve McNair have a have a nap mattress? Uh, not that I know of. Did he just sleep on like the tape and table? No, that big story about him sleeping was only on game day. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that that yeah. He just slept in the, uh, uh, I would say, a room with the table on there where you go get your uh, tortoil shots. Okay, okay. <laughs> Man, we had Dyson. <laughs> and I said this on the radio. I wouldn't tell him that he said he was young. He, he said, "Hey, man, what's everybody in line for?" Oh, I said that. He said, "Why is it? What's everybody alive for before the game?" Yeah, well, and and trust me, I, I, I was that guy too when I was a young player. I'm like, "What is everybody doing?" <laughs> so you don't know until you actually get injured and you're like, "Hey, man, uh, here you go." Hey, I'm really. I mean, he runs a four four. I run a four four, but I'm actually injured, so I'm probably about a four five five. <laughs> How about you go out there and guard that guy <laughs> with a sprained ankle? That's eighty percent. Eh? So I think I better get this torn off shot. That's exactly what happened. Is that what this life was? Okay, I get What's it. What's everybody alive. alive for? And so they told him. Memory said he said later in the season, I got nicked up. So I was like, oh, I mean, I, I guess I'll try. He said I felt like Superman. Yep, you did. I never felt like that before. Yeah, I think it's more than something. Whatever they say is in there. <laughs> I mean, I literally had like. A sprained ankle, and I was like, it's swollen. Or, no, 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 here's the thing. I had a swollen knee. I mean, they're, they're draining it literally in the locker room before we go out. I say, hey, man, it, it's, it's swelling up right now, like after warm-ups. I said, well, let me see. They drain it. Then they say, all right, you, I, they drain it, right? And then it's a whole different area to do that. That's trainers. Okay. Then the tornado says a whole different area, and you go somewhere else and say, I said, I don't think I'm going to make it. I, I got to get this tornado shot. Mm-hmm. I did that for like six weeks. When but I, you didn't do it later, did you? In, in my career? No. Yeah, yeah. I did it right in the middle. Yeah. It's like, you know, right when you're trying to play through something that is nagging and you know it could eventually, you know, uh, cost you, in, in, especially as a DB, you're the last force of defense when you're out there running around man-to-man. So, yeah, I, I got it. Yeah. Well, my knee was uh, swollen, but not in in your knee. Everything is done through uh, your your butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So here, here, here's the tale of the tape. This is where it gets really weird. Here, it gets really weird. <laughs> the tour you know, all delivery system is via the it butt. It gets really weird because you say, like, hey, man. And so you start seeing you got, you know, you shot right here. And we had those white pants, right? So they have to put a Band-Aid over it. 
And so we got the white pants on. If you just wearing, you know, just your jock and that's it, you know, some guys did and just yeah. wear their pants. Yeah. You could look right through their pants and see the band-aid. So you could be in game and see the other team dude who got who got a torn off shot. <laughs> Like, hey, man, you, that's what some of the conversation. Hey, man, you got torn off shot too, man. What's going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's give this, this segment a torn off shot. Uh, with some calls Lucas here. Is, is injured right now, <laughs> man. So I got to make sure I can, can survive. My wife has told me too. All right, yeah, right. I got to live a long time after this. Uh, Charlie and Franklin up next. Charlie, what's going on with you? Welcome to the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. You ever had a Toradol shot, Charlie? I can't say that I have, my friend, but what an intro to a call. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, but I saw one of the funniest memes I've seen in a long time today on the Internet before work, and it was it looked like an official statement from the NFL, and I'm sure you guys saw it, but it said, after further investigation, it's unfair that the Super Bowl was being played by a home team for the second consecutive year, so Roger Goodell has made a statement that going forward, the Super Bowl is going to be carried out in Dallas from now on. <laughs> oh, oh, shots fired. So, I mean, it, it, it's hilarious. But, but with that being it. said, guys, you made, yeah, you made a valid point earlier, and I feel like we're the sister city of Dallas right now with all of these fans calling in. This is our year. This should have been our year. Next year is going to be our year. And realistically, like you said earlier, we have one year left with this trio that we have mm-hmm. with, uh, with the King and with uh, Tannehill. And I personally don't think it's enough to get over the hump. So with Jordan Schultz from ESPN reporting last week that Adams and Rogers would, quote, love to team up together in Denver, why not Tennessee? And if you were the GM, let's say you want to contest, you're the GM of, of the Titans for a week or a month, would you package deal the King Henry, Tannehill, and potentially even a first-round picker, A.J. Brown, to either A, try to get Rogers and Adams here together as a duo? Because if you have a quarterback of that caliber, you don't need – a ground and pound smash mouth running back out of the backfield. You can get someone like Foreman who can catch passes or knowing that Pete Carroll absolutely loves that type of running back. Would you try to ship the two of them or the three of them for a Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf combination? Thanks for the call guys. Mm. Woo. He's just, he's just GMing it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Russell Wilson, Metcalf and what a first rounder for Tannehill King and a first rounder. Or was he putting A.J. Brown in that? No, I didn't hear him mention A.J. Brown. So, Tannehill King. In, in a first-rounder. Yeah, just got to have a third. It they're just not going to be trade players for players, two for two. That's just not ship happen. them on off over there. Yeah. Well, I can tell you this. I'm, I'm definitely not doing the, the Seattle one with that combination of what he just told me. Now, they Aaron Rodgers, Adams, you're going to have to give up a lot of uh, money to him once they get here. And a first-rounder, I would have to, if they throw that on the table with just a first-rounder, oh, I'd consider that. You know, I'm Aaron Rodgers. I, I love me some Aaron Rodgers. Now, I, but, and Devontae Adams, uh, match up with, a, with A.J. Brown? Are you kidding me? What, what running back? Matter of fact, <laughs> B. Bishop 23 would line up at running back. You finally get to you finally get to get yeah, the backfield again. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just stand there. How many Toradol just- shots would it take? Take five carries. How many? One shot per carry? <laughs> Your brother have a lot of bandages. I don't think they got enough torn off for me to do do a game, man. I don't think so. So, but yeah, that that would be interesting. But I I just don't think something like that could happen. But man, that is, ooh, mm-hmm. And you got to change your style of offense. And will Vrabel? Don't forget, embrace that. I think he embraces what they do. That's that's who he is, and that's what he wants. So 
I'm not so sure. So that's another commitment by your head coach that is going to change the style of what he wants to be as his product as on the field, you know, with his offensive, his, you know, scheme and style. Uh, so I just, man, cause that's what comes with those guys, right? You, you're going to oh, go yeah. more than you, you've been past. I mean, running the football. Oh, what, this. What, what do you got, Luke? You got something? I was gonna say. I saw someone said you're going to need Marty Bird to cook up the financial numbers on that. Yeah, Rogers, Devontae tough. Adams. Yeah, it's, that's tough. Yeah, they're going to be making forty million a piece. That's eighty million. Aaron Rodgers only has one year left on his deal. The other year is one of those done avoidable years. That's not really real, but it sells some spread out cap hit. So he's going to be like, okay, yeah, you trade has me first round picks for me as they want. Yeah. But here's the thing. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get a new contract. What was that you told told us yesterday or two days ago? What staff? What they gave up for Stafford? Yeah, it is. This is what they gave up for Stafford. I still got it. I keep I kept it in my notes. Stafford was traded for Jared Goff, a 2021 third rounder and two first rounders, 2022 and 2023. So three draft picks, two first and a third, and a and, player, and a player to replace. And he was going on year 13. Yeah. Right? Or somewhere 12 or yep. 13. L.A. Man. traded a second and a third rounder just for Vaughn Miller. I mean, it, they're going to just be like hanging around playing Connect Four on the <laughs> first two days of draft for the next couple of years. Uh, the, the Lions hey, only inherited a – because it's the flip side of that too, right? The flip side mm-hmm. of that trade that matters too. The Lions only inherited a $10 million cap hit on Jared Goff this year. And mm-hmm. it goes up. It goes, I think, in the 30s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this still doesn't even touch what Tannehill has in 2022. Right. Yes, his cap hits thirty eight. Is this it? coming year? Yeah, for golf. Yeah, oh no, for Tannehill of Tannehill. Yeah, his okay. dead cap's fifty seven, right. right. but I think his cap hit is is thirty eight. So I mean, how about this? Who's going to take that? Exactly on the on the other side of that. Even if you are interested in Tannehill, who's going to take that? Let's say Nobody. Tampa Bay is. It's just because they you know there's no don't have a quarterback. Although people are now suggesting, what about Jameis Winston back in? I saw Russell Wilson in the uniform. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> if, if I was Tampa, I'd try it. Yeah, I was like, oh, that looks nice. But th- to me, the cap hit is what should be the death blow to the Trey Tanhill argument. Yeah. Like, it's already not going to happen. Right. But that should be the, the final blow to just. But but people love to play GM just like we all do. I mean, we're we're you know we're filling however many hours of programming every day. It's fun to play GM and to say what if they did this or trade this. But then you look at the numbers, and it would be like if somebody just pulled up in your driveway and said, "What if you bought a Lamborghini today?" But wait, wait you'd love when to. we traded for Tannehill, though, didn't I know there was a different situation altogether? But they did pay some portion of his salary, correct? Miami did. They ate. They right. ate part of his salary when they initially traded for him. That they wanted to get like a restructure back. type deal, and you do this, and you eat part of it. There are ways to do it. I mean, and, and you said this yesterday, Blaine, and nothing in modern history of this show has been more true. You said because the Rams did it, now everybody thinks they're GM. Oh, you can do it. it I mean, nothing's impossible, but boy, it, it'd be dang near impossible. I'm with Lucas, it's, it's gonna, there's going to be a lot of different moving parts here. It's going to be tough. But you got Tim Kelly now, so everything's fixed. He's going to fix everything. Let's take another phone call. Mark in Smyrna has been holding very patiently on this Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Mark, what do you think about all this stuff? Oh, also, have you ever had a Toradol shot? Oh, my. Uh, Have you got me right now on the phone? Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) All right. No, no, we got your kids. Yeah, this is live, so (laughs) be mindful of your comments. I I, I was gripping my golf clubs. I'm sorry about that. Oh, okay. Uh, Sounds like a euphemism for something. I've been listening to y'all. Look, this is how I feel about it. I hear a lot about coaches, offensive coordinators, Tannehill. <laughs> is Tannehill the best 
quarterback in the NFL. No. But he's by far not the worst. He's by far not the worst. This is just my opinion, and I'm not an expert. The one player we need that Cincinnati had that would have got us, we need a kicker. How deflating is it to the Titan player when they work their way across the 50-yard line and they're sitting on a 40, and we got to punt the ball? How bad is that? that what, what do y'all think about that? Well, I, I, did that happen? We got to the 40, we, we didn't kick it. I know he missed 155 maybe one time, 54. Mark, are you still there? Yes, Is, is there a specific uh, instance? Uh, all, all the games. Come on now. Everybody knows when when they run the field goal kicker out, everybody in the stands are doing Hail Marys. They're praying <laughs> to their mamas. Is he going to even make the extra point, which what is a 38-yard field goal? Well, right. well, Luke Lucas is looking up Randy Bullock's stats right now. Yeah, I mean he was twenty six of thirty one uh, in field goals, trying to find his extra point number. What was but uh, his longest field goal? His longest field goal of the season it was like fifty two or 51, something. Fifty one uh, against Kansas City. Okay, yeah, I mean that I, that I, wasn't I, a no. I I don't remember I don't ever remember thinking. Oh my gosh, if only they no. had a different kicker. That conversation I, went away, which was a good thing. He right. made the conversation go yeah. away. I, I remember it was a game though, maybe in the middle of the season where he had a hiccup and he missed one, and I thought Vrabel, I can't remember the game, then decided to go for it on fourth down. It worked out for him. Was it the Patriots game, maybe, it, or the Texans it, game? It, he it, doinked it. a couple, and maybe he doinked two yeah. in the Patriots game. But that was a, one was an extra point. Though, yeah, it? it was. But I think that was the only time I felt uneasy about him kicking, uh, let's say, 45 or more field goal. But that'll be hard to find out unless we go look at all the documents from every game. But uh, nah, I, I, don't, I don't know if I really agree with the, the 42 or 45 extra points. 42 or 45. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they got plenty of other things. I thought he was going to say Jamar Chase, honestly. Like I, the guy you I, just I, throw a smoke around to and he – I thought he was talking about Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wasn't even, I, I, I even going to go down that road. But I just thought he was going to say Jamar Chase. You know, like, hey, you just turn and throw him the ball, and it's good for five, six, seven yards. He just, Or he can take it to the house. He can make one guy miss. He can always make one guy miss. Um, I mean, every, it, boy, Jamar Chase, wow. And then they got Higgins, and then they got Boyd, and then they got the Uzoma. I don't know how. Met Mixon, and then they got uh, the other guy. No, Pirine was the one who no. took the screen pass to the house, yeah. or the, whatever it was. That, yeah, and then the other one, he went the wrong way. But they got you forgot the main cog of that whole offense. Quentin Spain! <laughs> he's going to MF you. What are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> hey, bro, he's going to say dirty words. What about that? Overall, there's a line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey. We Super Bowl bound, baby. All right. How would you like to be me? Well, we got call your shot <laughs> coming up next. We got call your shot coming up next. Do you have the same feeling about what the Rams defensive line will do to them like you did to what you thought the Bucks defensive line Ooh. would do to the Chiefs? Because yeah. you said all week, hey, man, uh, the Bucks are going to win this game on defense. They're going to smother Mahomes. Like you said that like saying, hey, man, yeah. I just ate something healthy before the show today in that bowl, that red yeah. stuff. With the they were stuff. hot. It was on fire at that time. I don't you knew that, Ooh. though. This one's gonna do be you feel one. that way about Aaron Donald and company? Now, you can save that shot for next week, obviously, because we'll have the yeah, Super Bowl to talk about. Yeah, that's my shot for sure. Today. But like a pre-shot shot, how are you feeling? Mm, Pre-game? I'm not, I'm not feeling like I did with the Tampa Bay for whatever reason. I don't know why. Not the same feeling. 
Is it? Just- I think it's because when I, I watch the championship games, even last year, I felt like, man, Tampa Bay's defensive line is getting off the ball, man. I feel like the Rams, they're getting off the ball, but it's just not They didn't dominant. sack Garoppolo. Now, right. they hit him on the last play, play, and he made a dumb decision. Dumb. But I don't think they sacked him. Yes, that's why I say it doesn't feel the same. Yeah. It's not to say they won't, but I, I, I don't feel it as of right now. I'm going to go watch some more, more tape of them. Yeah, but I'm not feeling like I did versus Tampa Bay, man. They they were coming. I mean, man, like it was almost like somebody stole something from an Aztec dude. Go get them. Mm-hmm. They, like, you know, like when they let the, you know, the dogs being caged up for a long time and let them out, that's how they look every single play. The Rams don't look like that. Well, the, the Titans even look like that against Mahomes this year in that regular season game. Well, that's how the Titans look versus the Bengals. Yeah, they did. So, <laughs> so here's the thing, man. Really, you, I love you, it. You, John Robinson, you you got to be looking in the couch cushions for Harold Landry money, right? I mean, I know that's something we're going to talk about a lot because he's not a free agent yet. The league year hasn't ended. If, if I have to make a choice between him and Simmons, it's not a choice because I'm, that's happening. <laughs> and I, I think I need to do it this year. Simmons? Yeah. Yeah, I think you can do it as soon as you – as soon as you sign the tender for him. Which will be when? June or something? No, not that late. I think it's before that. Yeah, it's before that. There's a deadline. So he's going into his fourth year. So you sign basically assuring him his fifth year. I think as soon as you sign that, that you can go ahead and start negotiating with him. Simmons. And why not? Simmons. Why not go ahead Andrew. and say, let's get it done? The anti Hainsworth thing, where you could have had Hainsworth for like $33 million. Yeah, and I would have signed that. Remember I that deal? It, and they were haggling over a million dollars. A million dollars or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, nope, I would have signed him. I would have okay. got him for cheap. Oh, and so, that's exactly how I feel about this deal. Now, if I had to choose between Landry and. Uh, and, and large Simmons, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to go with Big Jeff. Sorry. All right. I, I, they may feel like they can get both of them. Uh, well, maybe they do. I got a, I, I got a, a couple contract numbers I'll share with you on that. And also, when we come back, it's time to call your shot. You want to do that, hit us on Twitter at Blaine and Mickey or call the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. We will call our shot. That's the way we end every Friday show. Mine is actually basketball-related, which it has not been. What? but it is I, Basketball, hold on. It even has a special connection to a really cool guy. We'll tell you about that next. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Bang! Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Hopefully you got big weekend plans. Uh, when we're done today, you can check out 3HL. Appreciate you guys hanging out on The Zone with us all day. Jay Martin Ramon and Buck Rising and us two knuckleheads and Lucas producing multiple shows and Shafe and Joe Honk and 3HL yeah. and everybody. We appreciate yeah. it. I Instagrammed out uh, showing uh, Lucas uh, at work, man. It's a tough job he has back there, man. He, well, you're a quick thinker, man. You, Man, he's sharp. It's tough, man, back there. Man, there is some multitasking, but I do, don't yeah, think it's as good. hard as it looks once you get the hang of it. But I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, well, I can't do that. <laughs> you guys uh, ready to call your shot? Oh, you ready to do that? Man. Shot calling and big ball in time? What you got? I'm still debating. You want to go first, Lucas, or you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll go ahead. I, I don't think Brian Hartson lasts a week Ooh. at Auburn. I think seven days from now, Brian Harson is fired at Auburn with or without cause. I don't know. Pressure's been mounting to fire him with cause. It's a classic Auburn situation. The powers that be butting heads over the head coaching situation, but all the staff turnover, players leaving in the transfer portal, players saying things on the way out, rumors circulating about off-field stuff. 
first losing season in year one. They haven't had a losing season the entire time Gus Malzahn was there. Uh, sometimes in college football, when it feels like it's over, it's probably over. Mm. To me, it feels like it's already over at Auburn. Mm. You know what's funny? I, I've been thinking about this all day and during this. I know him. Like I worked yeah, with him. I, I know Brian good. Harson. <laughs> I mean, uh, he is. Is he tough to work for? Let me I mean, say most coaches are, but I just want to know your insight. Because I thought, you know, he's got an ego, but all coaches do. They do. Every coach has an ego. Uh, but he had one. I, I'll say this. This always struck me with him. Most of his time has been spent in the West. He's from, like, right near Boise. He played football at Boise. He didn't play much, but he was a quarterback. Then he went to work for Boise. Then he was shortly with Mac Brown, I think, a couple of years on the staff at Texas, which Texas is in the South, but it's Southwest. It's got much more of a Western flavor and feel. His resume was unbelievable. Then he goes back to Boise. He's the head coach. He's won like 78% of his games. Oh, he's won a ton of games. So people are asking me, what do you think about Brian Harson to Auburn? And I said this. If you ask me about him personally, he runs his business more like a pro coach. He's very businesslike. The way he talks to the players, the way he, this is my expectation. I expect you to do this. This is my expectation of you boys. Let's do this. The way he talked to him after a game, that was a big win. Don't go out tonight and do anything that jeopardizes you. Don't jeopardize your teammate. Like, he wasn't an emotional guy. Mm, I don't remember. So I don't mind that. Yeah, I don't. See None of that ever bothered me. He wasn't it, emotional. Yeah. To Here's, be fair, some key players have stepped up in support of him on social media as much as players that are doing the opposite. Here's the other thing that always well, struck me. Guys said he's treating them like dogs, right? Yes, that's yeah. the word he used. I don't remember that at all. And here's the other thing about him that struck me. He wasn't a know-it-all. If he didn't know something, like he would come to me and go, What's the best place to do this? Or where's the best place to take my son for that? Or my daughter, or this or that? He was very receptive to any suggestion. Now, these aren't football but, but that's suggestions. Outside of these, football are not, these are not football suggestions. But they said that's why Mr. Mason left. Yes. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I felt like he was always fair. I felt like he was a fair guy. Now, was he all business? Yes. And I don't remember him ever being a very emotional guy. He kept it business mode. Like, Hugh Freeze was emotional. You know, you'd win, and he'd be jumping in the dog pile. Like Gus, Freeze. I mean, Gus, too, right? Uh, Gus uh, Gus has changed. Gus was Gus was very much football, 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 football in those days. I do think he's changed. As in he's the latter years. Yeah. Yes. Oh, no, he's a different he's guy fist now. He's fist-bumping, boom, yes. on the sidelines. He fist-pumped and chewed gum always. <laughs> he fist-pumped and chewed a lot of gum. But... To me, he's even loosened up a lot over the years. I, but but the Harson thing, there were a lot of people at Auburn who didn't want him. And my final thing on that was, I don't know if he's a great fit for way, way down south coaching football at Auburn. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great fit for somewhere in the west. I just don't know if he's a great fit. And if he was sitting here, I would say, I know it's a great job, and I don't blame you for taking it, but you've never really been this far and college football is kind of regional with where coaches are. They coach where they coach. They kind of stay where they stay. I know that's changed a little bit over the years, but most of the time, where you are, where you recruit, where you, it, that stays in kind of one area. So I didn't think necessarily he was a great fit at Auburn. So to make a long story long, I think there are people who didn't want him, and now they're like, okay, they're the fire and burn this thing down right now. Exactly. Here's our chance. I didn't want him. Here's our chance. Right. Hmm. So that's your shot? No, my shot is Vanderbilt's <laughs> going to beat LSU. What? And, re- and retire Shane Foster's jersey. And by the way. Oh, they are doing that yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, they are tomorrow. Yeah. Hat tip to Shane Foster because awesome dude. Oh, my great guy. gosh, was he a great basketball player. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was so good. He was such a good basketball player. In his honor, they are beating LSU. It's my shot.
Dang. By the way, yeah, I know that was uh, a long, drawn-out yeah, thing. Man, by I, the I way, I feel like I want to give my shot now. Call, call, call your shot. A, brought to you by basic BS shot. No, you're going <laughs> to do man, it. I'm call going, your I'm shot. Don't cry, man. I mean, sorry. All right. <laughs> brought to you by Chattanooga Whiskey, available at your favorite <laughs> Nashville retail store. Drink Chattanooga Whiskey. Enjoy responsibly. Maybe you'll enjoy some on this frosty weekend. Well, uh, I just, I'm going to be very businesslike. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> The Pro Bowl is this week, and I'm going for Big Jeff for the MVP of the Pro Bowl. Oh, bang! Big, Big Jeff, Jeff. and he he does his yell and comes from the bottom of the earth and does his yell. I'm like, yeah. Then he looks like you know. Hercules. <laughs> Watch how big Jeff moves. And then they're going to tell Jeff to slow it down. Right. They're going to be like, hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. hey you got to learn how this works. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we can he, go. Like, some guys have issues with that. I was definitely one of them. Yeah. Like, hey, man, when I get on the field, it's go, go, go. <laughs> but then, oh, let's slow down. Late great Sean Taylor. You know, ask him about slowing it down in the Pro Bowl. Oh, he lit somebody up it's the like the punter no for other. Buffalo. Yeah, he that guy. Care. Yeah, his. Whoa. Yeah, he hurt that guy. Yeah. yeah. All right. The late, great Taylor. Uh, our show, hopefully it's been great, but it's Ooh. getting late, so we got to go. In the meantime, in between time. As always, happy weekend and peace.